Welcome to number 160 of the Pioneering Today podcast. Today's episode, we are talking about simplifying the Christmas season. Can I get an amen? If you want to have an old-fashioned Christmas where the focus is on things being handmade, more on relationships with others, cutting out the stress factor, no being in huge long lines, or running around crazy when it comes to the holidays, then you, my friend, are in the right place. In this episode, we're going to be talking about focusing on making an old-fashioned Christmas, but in particular, the steps to take to make sure that that happens and that it is customized to fit what you need, the people in your life, and the gift giving that's within your budget. And you notice this is all going to be a little bit different for each person. And not only talking about a monetary budget, but our time budget, because we only have so much time and we've all got a lot of stuff to do. And when we're making handmade gifts, which are awesome and amazing things, we need to be able to make sure that we have worked in the time factor along with not just the time that some of these gifts may take before they're ready to give, because some things, if you're doing infused oils or your soap needs to cure, that type of thing, you've got that time in. But the actual hands-on time that you need to make sure that you have got budgeted into your schedule in order to make these things. Because even if we're focusing on an old-fashioned and a handmade Christmas, we can still stress ourselves out not having the time or not having things all the way planned out by making it all handmade. And that's not what we want either. We want it to be stress-free or as close to stress-free as we can get so that it's an enjoyable season. And in order to do that, you have to plan out ahead of time what projects you're going to be doing and the time to get them done. So I'm gonna walk you through the planning process that I use here for our Christmas and have used for a number of years. And I'm gonna be sharing with you an opportunity to join me the first part of November, specifically starting November 5th, 2018 to help you simplify your homemade baking and having that done ahead of time so you can still have your from scratch homemade items that you're serving up, but without stressing yourself out on the holidays, specifically Thanksgiving and Christmas. Make sure you stay tuned for information on that. In the meantime, let's dive in to today's podcast episode. As I said, you are listening to the Pioneering Today podcast. If you're new, my name is Melissa K. Norris. I'm your host. I'm the author of The Made From Scratch Life and the book Handmade. And I am thrilled that you're here where we help people and teach them how to create a homegrown and homemade pantry and homestead. Now for today's episode, I actually have created for you a download template that you can plug all of this stuff in that we're gonna be walking over. You can do it right on those pages. I've already got them ready for you to go. To access those, go to melissaknorris.com forward slash Christmas list. So all one word. And as always, you can find the full blog post that accompanies every podcast episode by going to the website. There's that little podcast button at the top and you can hit that and it will show you 
all of our podcast episodes in chronological order back to the very beginning, which is episode number one. But to access today's show notes and resources, you can go to melissaknorris.com forward slash 160 because this is episode number 160. Okay, so go get that download template, download it out, or grab yourself a pen and a paper, provided you're not driving, and get ready. So the first thing that we're going to do, and I know this is going to sound so basic and elementary, but a lot of times we try to skip past the basic stuff, the simple stuff, and it really does help. You are going to be making your master Christmas list. The first thing that I want you to do is to include everybody that you would like to give gifts to. This doesn't mean that you're going to be giving gifts to all of these people, but I like to just start big and everybody that you would like to give a gift to, that's we're gonna how we're gonna start our list. But don't exclude anyone at this point. First off, you're gonna write down your immediate family members. This is gonna be the people that are living in your house, most likely, think spouses, if you still have kids living at home, maybe grandkids, immediate people that are with you. Those go down first on your list. Up next, extended family. I know, it all seems kind of obvious and basic, but just stick with me. Parents, grandparents, siblings, adult children, grandkids, brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, cousins, you get the point. People who are extended family but are in your life. Then think about really close friends, maybe neighbors, people that you typically exchange gifts with or would like to. And remember, if you've grabbed that download template guide, this is all broken down for you. But think about also service providers, teachers. Maybe your kids have teachers, teachers in school, Sunday school teachers, your pastor, Maybe you want to give stuff to the people who wait on you a lot when you go to the post office, the bank, the pharmacy, the doctor's office, the receptionist that you're always calling when you need to do something for your kids and they're in school. I think you kind of get my general drift here. And you notice that I naturally listed this by people who are most important or ones that we want to absolutely make sure that we get a gift for and then go on down. Also, think about any parties that you typically go to during the Christmas season where you need to give a gift. So maybe it's a hostess gift or maybe it's a Christmas party you go where they do a white elephant exchange. But just take some time and think about all those events that you typically go to that you need to bring gifts to. Coworkers, bosses, are you a member of any clubs? Maybe PTA, maybe Bible study members. And you may be members of clubs that don't exchange gifts and that's fine. But some of these you might want to exchange gifts with. So I'm just trying to help you brainstorm. I hate it when it comes to the Christmas time and I forgot something and then it sneaks up on me and I don't have a gift or something to bring when it's an event that I need to have something for. So that's kind of the goal of this is just to get everything down on there and in one place. And then once you get all of it down, then we're gonna whittle it away. So don't be overwhelmed that you're including all of these people or all of these potential gifts on this big, huge main list right now. So take a few minutes, make your list, put me on pause, and then after you've got your list, then hit play and we will continue on. Now, a lot about what I'm gonna be going into now is gonna be in relation to making gifts. Some people love to do all handmade, so they only make homemade Christmas gifts. Some people just make very few handmade Christmas gifts, and some of us do a hybrid. 
I do a lot of handmade gifts, but I still do buy things from the store and give as gifts to certain members of our family. And the point of this is to customize it to what works for you and your situation. So take the list that you made, because you did that, right? Now we are going to prioritize who is getting gifts first or who we're going to be making our gifts for first. If you followed the template that I had for you in that download portion, it's already done in that prioritized manner. But even if you're just following along with paper and pen, I tried to go through it in that same way too. An easy way to do this is to take a highlighter or a different colored pen so you can make some marks and highlight the names or the groups of people that you're going to be making your handmade gifts for because that's kind of the direction that we're going into for this episode of the podcast. And on the chart... I've got where you put the person's name, the gift that you're making, and or the gift ideas that you're going to be doing that are handmade. Then you have a column. So you've got the date that that handmade gift needs to be started by and when it's completed. And this is specifically for things like infused oils, soaps, balms, different things like that that may have a certain amount of time before they're actually ready to gift give. If you're doing homemade extracts, those are gonna take longer than just a few days. So that's where this is really gonna help you out with your planning. So first thing is we're going to prioritize who we are making and who we are giving gifts for. After that, then I need to look at my budget. Because even with making homemade gifts, we usually are needing to purchase some type of supplies and or ingredients in order to make the gift. Now, I have to say in most, almost all cases, it's always been cheaper or more frugal for me to, even if I have to purchase ingredients, to purchase the ingredients and make that item at home than it is to buy the store-bought counterpart. But we still need to keep our budget in mind because some things are more expensive to make than others. So I like to create a Christmas budget or know how much I'm going to be spending per person per gift. So I put that dollar amount down as well. I really like to know how much things cost me and how much I am saving when it comes to our garden and our livestock, raising it at home or growing it at home. But even when it comes to making things at home, I want to really know, is it saving me money? And sometimes it's comparing apples to oranges because that homemade product, you know, the exact ingredients that went into it. But I still think it's a good idea to know the actual true math on it. Now, if you've prioritized and you've done the math or put your budget in, most times we have more people on our list that we would like to give gifts for than we have money and or budget. So how do you go about whittling this list down, whittling down the amount of gifts to give people. In our family, we used to do where we would buy pretty much everybody a gift. And then we would also do those white elephant games or where you would buy a gift of a certain dollar amount, like say everybody would bring a gift that was, I don't know, 10 or $15, whatever the amount would be. And so you would all bring that gift and it would be kind of a generic gift and you would wrap it up and then you would do a number game And you would play the game, you would draw the number, and you could either open a gift from the pile that you didn't know what it was, or you could steal someone's that was already open. And these are pretty common games to play. There's usually a few variations on the rules on how they're done. But what was happening was we were purchasing individual gifts for people. And this was at our main family gathering. And then we were also doing the name draw. So we were essentially buying double gifts because if you wanted to play the game, you had to bring a gift. 
This got to be really overwhelming. So we got together. I actually called up my mother-in-law and we changed things up. And I wasn't the only one that was feeling overwhelmed with this. But sometimes we just kind of keep going along with things because it's what you've always done or you assume that everybody else is good with it and you're the only one who's not. And we decided to just do the name draw. Or you might do it vice versa. You might say, hey, we just are going to buy guests for each family member and not do the game. It's fun, but it's causing extra money. So sometimes you'll do it on the opposite way. Now, on my side of the family, I am one of 10 children and almost all of the kids have spouses. And then my older half siblings, they all have kids. So there's grandkids, there's great grandkids. I have nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews. And many of them, of course, have spouses. So for my side of the family, if we do our extended family, so all of my siblings and then their kids and or spouses and those kids' kids, we can be upwards of at least over 60 people. It's actually very hard to fit us all in. Sometimes we've had to rent a hall to get everybody together. So of course, you cannot buy for everybody. It is impossible to buy for that many people. So everybody who wants to exchange a gift, and not everybody has to, and it can change year to year. So every year, everybody who wants to exchange a gift puts their name in, and we do a name draw. So you're only buying for one person. And that way, if someone doesn't want to be in the name draw, so they're not buying any gifts at all, then they just their name is taken out. But that's made it pretty much the only way with that size of a family that everybody can still exchange gifts without it being overwhelming and really expensive. Okay, so we have made our list. We've prioritized who we're buying for. And we've also set out our dollar budget. And we've removed people where needed. Now, sometimes I will remove people thinking I don't have enough time and or maybe it's enough money. And then as the season goes on, which is why we're starting this early, if I get extra money or I have some extra time, then I can give them an extra gift, but it's not stressing me out. It's only as the budget allows. And next up, this is where I can save both money and time, especially with making our homemade gifts, and that is to do batching. Batching works really well, like I said, when it comes to the budget, because you can buy in bulk, which usually saves us money. And then you're doing it all at one time, but you're making multiple gifts for multiple people. Because if I can make 20 items at one time, I can get all of my ingredients in bulk. I can make sure I've got everything all together. And then it takes me pretty much the same amount of time to make that one item as it would to just multiply it out and to make 20 of those. And that's kind of depending upon what you're making, if you can double or triple it or even more. So how I kind of do this is I will go through the names of the people that are left on my list after I have prioritized them and look and see who I could give the same gift to. For example, last year, if you were a lady on my list, so my mom, my mother-in-law, sister-in-laws, sisters, the girls in my Bible study group, I made homemade soap. So for the ladies, I did a pumpkin roll set. And I only use natural ingredients in all of my homemade stuff, even my soap. So I use spices for the colorants and essential oils for the scents. And then I made up homemade tinted lip balm and I did several color variations. So for little girls or younger girls who wouldn't be wearing as bright, it was a very light tint. 
And then I made some darker lip balms and I made a couple different colors because some colors look better on other people, right? With your natural coloring. And I just kind of knew for close friends and family members what shades people usually wore. And so that was a way that I could decide who would get which shade. So I made up a large batch of soap and the lip balms. And I took care of almost all the females on my list, even the littler girls, like I said, with that lightly tinted lip balm. Then for the guys, I did the same thing. So I did a woodsy scent of the homemade soap. And then also on the lip balm, when I was making the tinted lip balm, I just took half the recipe and didn't add any colorant to it. And then the other half I added colorant to. So I was able to give to the guys some of the lip balm, obviously, which wasn't tinted. And then the girls got the tinted lip balm. The great thing about that was I did make a few extra of each. That way I had on hand, well, one, I could use it myself if I wanted to. But sometimes even with our best pre-planning, like we did in the beginning, we were making up that huge list and kind of brainstorming anybody or anything we would need gifts for. If something came up and I hadn't planned, but I needed a gift. And sometimes if you are hosting a larger family Christmas party, somebody will bring someone with them that you might not have expected or known about. And then I've got that stash that I could pull from in order to make sure that they got a gift too. And I broke out the cost of what it costs me to make the homemade lip balms and the homemade soap. And in most instances, it was $5 or less. A lot of the lip balms were only like a dollar or two with my supplies. And there's ways to even adjust that. So on the soap, if I used less essential oils or only did one scent instead of two, or even do unscented, not everybody likes scents, then that could affect my cost as well and bring it down. So there's usually ways that you can play with that to bring it within budget. In fact, the tinted lip balm that I made, which was all natural, my cost was down to a dollar and six cents. That is so inexpensive. Think about how much you pay. If you go to the store and you buy tinted lip balm or lipstick, it is way more expensive than that. And if you want to learn how to make homemade soap, homemade tinted lip balms, and all of that, I've got the handmade masterclass, which today's episode is brought to you from, that teaches you and walks you through step by step by step how to do all of this. So you can go to melissaknorris.com forward slash handmade to see everything that you get with the Handmade Masterclass. Go to melissaknorris.com forward slash handmade masterclass, including bonuses and coupons for the supplies you'll need to make these homemade gifts. So a quick recap We are going to be making our master list of everybody that we would like to give gifts to. Then we're going to prioritize and only mark the people that we absolutely are giving gifts to. Then we are going to pick some items that we can make up in batches or large amounts of something that we can give to multiple people or multiple segments on our Christmas gift list. And we are going to put on the calendar when we are going to need to start these items if there's a cure time involved before they're ready to gift give so that we make sure we have them done and they're in a state that we could give people so they can use them on Christmas Day or when whenever you're doing your gift exchange. You're also going to look at your calendar, and this is a biggie, and plot out when you have time and when you're going to make these gifts by. 
then you're going to go through the ingredients needed to make sure that you've got them either on hand or if you need to purchase or order them, that you will have them in time on the day that you're going to be making them. If we don't do this planning ahead of time, what often happens is the holiday season gets so busy and we end up coming up to the last minute and feeling frazzled and trying to cram it all into one day. And if you have ever tried to do a cram session where you're making all of the gifts in one day, it usually doesn't go so well. You're stressed out and we end up making mistakes and it's not that much fun. And because I want you to enjoy the holiday season, I want to enjoy the holiday season. The holiday season should not be making us crazy pants. And one of the ways to do that, but still have it be homemade and handmade, which is just kind of how we roll, especially if you're listening to a podcast titled Pioneering Today, you probably saw this one coming. But even when it comes to our baking. We tend to do a lot more baking and cooking around the holidays. And one of the areas that we do this with is pies. And for some reason, pie crusts tend to be one of the harder items for people to make at home from scratch and have it turn out every time super flaky and light and melt in your mouth delicious. Pie crusts can be a challenge, y'all. And not only can they be a challenge to get the perfect recipe and to know how to create them so that they're awesome every time, but finding the time to do them, especially on Thanksgiving Day or Christmas Day, making a whole bunch of different pies from scratch when you're trying to do the meal and everything else that comes with it can cause a whole lot of headache and a whole lot of stress. So I am doing a special homemade baking challenge. We're going to start it November 5th. And I'm going to be walking you through how to do all of this, how to make it from scratch. So if you've not made it from scratch yet, or you're like, it's not quite as flaky and wonderful as I would like, but also how to have it done totally ahead of time with lots of different options so that when you need to bake a pie, you can pull that bad boy out and have a pie in the oven in literally minutes. Because we should all be only a few minutes away from fresh homemade pie. Amen, especially on the holidays without stressing out about it. So if you want to join our baking challenge, which will involve prizes and a whole lot of fun, plus we'll be saving you stress because I'm going to lay it all out for you so you have it all done ahead of time. Make sure that you sign up for it so that you get all of the details and all of the emails. And we're going to be starting November 5th, 2018, and we'll be going for a couple of weeks. So you can find the details in the blog post that accompanies today's episode. You'll also get the details if you go and grab my templates. And if you're on my email list, you will get an invite to it as well. But to make sure that you get notified and get all the details, go to melissaknorris.com forward slash pie. And now on to our verse of the week. We are in Ephesians chapter three, verse 19. And pretend you are looking at my Bible with me, even though we are listening to this because it's a podcast. And I have on this verse, handwritten in the margin, to pray this for myself and for others. So Ephesians 3, 19, and this is the Amplified Translation, that you may really come to know practically through experience for yourselves, the love of Christ, 
which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience, that you may be filled through all your being unto all the fullness of God, may have the richest measure of the divine presence and become a body wholly filled and flooded with God himself. Because I think a lot of time, there's so many people who think of Christianity or think of the Bible as just this big long list of things not to do and to do. Or they look at it as writing the coattails, so to speak, of family members who were Christians. But really, unless we experience and know for ourselves the love of Christ and the fullness of God, not just a list of things to do or not to do, until we know Him for ourselves, we're never going to experience and have what he desires for us, which is a relationship with us. That's what God wants with us. And so this has been a verse I've been coming back to and praying over myself, over my family members, and I hope that you will find it is as helpful as I have and join me in praying this as well. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Pioneering Today podcast. I look forward to being back here with you next week. And I sincerely hope that you join me with our holiday baking challenge. It's going to be so much fun. I have had a blast brainstorming up some of the prizes and the different things that we're going to be doing because life should be filled with good for you for rum scratch tastes amazing food. Talk soon. Bye for now.